Southeast Motorsports coverage. Here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Lead Lap Show. Lead Lap Radio is broadcast from WSIC Studios in Statesville, North Carolina. And we are excited to be back with you again. If you are listening to us on WSIC, it is uh, obviously Saturday morning at about 9 a.m. If you're uh, listening to us on one of our uh, on-demand uh, podcast uh, platforms or uh, wherever, uh, then it could be any day, any time, and we're happy to have all of you here. So <laughs> good to uh, be back with you again. We have a full show tonight, actually. In studio, we have a young man from Mooresville, North Carolina, who um, I had the pleasure of talking to for the first time uh, here in the last couple of days. I actually watched him race at uh, Virginia International Raceway a couple weeks ago, or at least uh, practice and qualify. <laughs> um, Connor Zillish is on the show with us. Um, good to have you here, Connor, and uh, looking forward to talking to you as we go through the show here tonight. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really glad to be here, and uh, thank you to Tom for, for having me, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Now, tell us how old you are. I'm um, 15. And you're uh, from Mooresville or living in Mooresville. Um, Connor went out for the first time in a Trans Am series car at Virginia International Raceway a couple of weeks ago. He had tested, but he hadn't raced one. Went out for the first time in qualifying at VIR and broke the track record at 15 years old. So um, we are going to talk with him uh, in just a minute, and he'll be with us for basically the entire show. Uh, also on the show, coming up a little later, we're going to have... Caden Honeycutt. Caden is a Texas racer who's been doing most of his racing here in the uh, Carolinas region with the Cars Tour this year. And uh, for the second time this season, Caden got a win on the Cars Tour um, at Florence Motor Speedway this time down in South Carolina. Caden's going to call and talk to us about that. He has had a really big season driving for Justin Johnson, championship contender as a rookie. So excited to catch up with Caden. Also, by way of a little house cleaning, want to remind you that um, we do have our Steering Wheel Nation social media up and running. Feel free to come and follow slash like slash whatever the social media calls for um, at the Wheel Nation at the Wheel Nation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, go uh, follow us, like us. Uh, we're going to have some really cool content coming up. We've got a website that's uh, just about ready to launch with that brand, and it's going to be a blast. So we're really excited about all of that. So we've got a lot to talk about today. First of all, uh, let's clean up some news from the region here. Um, Hickory Motor Speedway was supposed to host the Carolina Pro Late Model Series, but... Um, the tire shortage got that event and forced it to be postponed to November the 6th. Now, the interesting part of that is that it puts it square on the same weekend, the same race day as the North-South shootout, which takes place at Caraway, uh, November 4th through the 6th. And news from the Smart Tour, Smart Modified Tour, Ran this past weekend, and Brandon Ward picked up the win and a guaranteed starting spot 
in the North-South shootout. So congratulations to Brandon. So uh, if you're looking for something to do the weekend of November 6th, you've got two choices. Uh, if you like asphalt racing, go to Hickory for the Carolina Pro Late Model Series slash Fall Brawl. Or if you, um, if you enjoy the Modified Series and uh, the North-South shootout, divisions then go to uh, that event but uh, both of them running on the same weekend now we'll have more on that uh, in the next up and coming shows okay with that being said uh we turn and kind of start our conversation with connor zillich connor um first of all 15 years old already running in the trans am series that's that's pretty amazing i want to know what got you started or interested in racing in the first place and how old were you when the bug kind of hit you uh yeah i was five years old when i first first got in a go-kart and uh my dad used to take his car out to the track and and do track days until until my mom got upset with him for uh taking taking his time off and leaving mom with me and my two brothers at home (laughs) so uh he he bought us all go-karts and started taking us with him to the track and uh well that that later led to me racing a Trans Am here at uh, 15 years old so it's crazy how things can uh can change in in 10 years now you say he bought us all go-karts and then that led to you racing um who is us all did your mom have a go-kart start racing nope just oh. me my dad and my two brothers oh okay so f- wow four go-karts yeah, no, only only two of us made it past a year. Me and my my oldest brother. He, okay, he's in college now, so he's not really racing anymore. But uh, I'm still doing it. So your dad retired. Your older brother at least stopped for now. Probably retired, you would guess. And uh, you've kind of carried the mantle for <laughs> the racing mantle for the Zillich family forward here, and done it pretty spectacularly. Now you raced what kind of go karts? Two cycle karts, right? Talk about the type of carts that you race for a lot of, cause a lot of people in our ends won't know what that is. Yeah. I race 125 CC two cycle go-karts. Uh, it's a series all over the country. Uh, I race over the country and I've been, uh, lucky to race over in Europe sometimes as well. Last, wow. last year I, I did some races in Europe and two Where? years ago, uh, you're usually Eastern, uh, or Western, I should say Western, Western Europe, uh, Italy, Portugal, France, Spain, uh, all those, all those countries over there, the UK and, wow. uh, yeah, no, I've been, I've been really lucky to go over there and do that. And I've actually won a world championship, uh, back in 2017. And last year I won a, uh, a, a championship, uh, that was won by Charles Leclerc, the F1 driver in 2011. Oh, nice. It's, uh, it's called the FIA, uh, Academy championship and they pick one driver from 50 countries and we all come over to, uh, two race and and three race series in europe and i uh, i won two out of three races and won the championship that's amazing so it sounds like you spent a fair amount of time over there so what was life like over in in where did you go like where were you in europe and tell us a little bit of of what life was like how was it different than racing here and what was it like to be in another country or several you probably went to while you were racing right yeah no we were all over europe we kind of uh, had home base in italy and we would stay there wow. whenever we weren't really racing uh usually that was that was a rare occasion because we were almost racing every single week so uh when we weren't racing, we'd uh, be in Italy, and if we had time, we'd go and explore. And it wasn't even me and my dad. It was me and my, my driver coach slash mechanic slash tuner. Uh, he did all that for me. So uh, 
he 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 dragged me around Europe and we we explored as much as we could and raced as much as we could and and made the most of it. That's incredible. So, what where was your favorite place over there and why? Like what are some of the sites that you saw and what were some of your favorite attractions? Uh I really liked Amsterdam uh in the Netherlands. That was a, a cool one. Uh I loved all of Portugal being on the on the coast and enjoying the the sights over there. Uh those two were probably my favorites. That's incredible. Wow, to be able to go to a place like that at at such a young age and spend that time. What was the racing like? over there compared to how it is here the the karting and the road course racing there is way more uh it's it's way more aggressive yeah, and, that's and way heard. more competitive uh there's a lot more people that can win here you have 10 or 15 drivers that can win there you have 50 drivers that can win in a race so it's it makes it a lot more difficult to uh to win and being fast is, is a lot more difficult because every single hundred that you can get out of a one minute lap will will put you up a bunch of spots so it uh it really takes a lot of uh a time and time and effort to get up to the front i've heard people say the same thing about like f4 f3 um the road to f1 over there is way more aggressive way more competitive i I don't think people realize that karting over there is a way bigger deal than karting over here karting over here is like a starter class and kind of i don't want to call it a hobby because people spend a lot of money to do it that are trying to do it for you know for a, um like a, a escalation purposes you know if you're doing it uh, as a driver development kind of thing you you go all over the country it costs a lot of money to race those things but it's just perceived different here it's it's kind of a, a an entry level thing and it doesn't get a lot of attention over there karting is like massively huge right like it gets a whole different perception from the people yeah, here in in the U.S., oval racing kind of takes over the road racing kind kind of starting starting well, class. Well, that's true. Yeah. So uh, most kids go into quarter midgets or box stocks or something like that to to first oh, start off. Hurts. But in in Europe, they uh, they all do uh, road course racing because yeah. there isn't really the the oval side of things over there. So every single kid that wants to go to go race professionally over there starts in go karts, and that's just what makes it a way bigger attraction because they don't have the the op- the opportunity to go race ovals. No, it's funny because I have a driver that that I'm that that I'm coaching that that's out of the UK and he races ovals over there and the class of cars that he races if you look at the car it looks like a legends car but they all have bumpers around the cars like at an amusement park or something and and you know or like at GoPro and it's really amazing that the oval racing over there is all done like that with those bumpers pretty much and it's a very aggressive style of racing and it's funny because finn will talk about you know i got up to fourth and and uh you know caught the top three and i hoofed that's his word for like knocked him out of the way (laughs) i hoofed the car in front of me and then next thing you hear inevitably is um but then he came back up behind me and put me in the wall. So, you know, hoofing leads to being put in the wall over there. It's like, why do you keep hoofing people? Well, that's what that that's the racing. Yeah. So it's really funny, um, you know, how that how that works out. But um, yeah, the road racing cart cart scene over there is is incredible. Um, and that to be able to go and do that at, at such a young age is pretty remarkable, I think. And um when we're going to have to take a break here, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about how the experience that you got over there kind of came into play when you came back here and started racing here again. And of course, so uh, we'll talk more about um, the karting and the transition to Trans Am as well. And you were just at Indy back with more in a moment. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Well, there's a, a, a good timed segue there, uh, not on purpose, but a uh, good chance for us to talk about uh, Jesse, who is a California racer in the Toyota Racing Development Program, who's now living here in Cornelius and um, and picked up his first ARCA National win over the weekend past Ty Gibbs. I think Salem is where they were racing and past Ty to end up winning that race. So a good win for Jesse and uh, hopefully we'll have him in studio here again shortly uh, back on lead lap and talking with Connor Zilich, a driver from Mooresville. Uh, and Connor, we were talking about the fact that you had the opportunity to go race in Europe and your racing carts over there now 
How long did you race there? Uh, usually I went there over the summer, so I'd stay there for around three months. And I did that both in, in 2019 and 2020. 2020 was a little more difficult because of COVID. Oh, I but, was uh, going to ask you. Traveling was all a pain in the a pain in the butt. But uh, other than that, no, it was it was a great experience for me. I, I learned a lot, and uh, I think that translated a lot to, to my skills and, and what I've been able to do now. I mean, I've learned a lot over there, such as uh, racecraft. That's the main thing. Uh, my Be more specific. Give us an example. Like what? R- tell us about the racecraft. What What was it that you learned there that you were able to bring back here and elevate your performance here? Uh, the main th- the main thing I learned was the defensive side of things, uh, keeping people behind you, uh, blocking, and and keeping keeping being able to 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 drive in front of people without them being able to pass you was uh, one of the bigger things because I would always get stuck behind people and they would they would just hold me up for the last four laps of a race because they they didn't want to give up the position and they knew they weren't as fast as me and uh, just being able to to drive behind those people and and see what they do I I really was able to take that and and bring it back over here and. I was able to hold people off over here for the last four laps of a race. So being able to go over there and learn those things was just such an amazing experience. Is there an aspect of that? Because I know road racing is so much about a couple of things. First of all, it's kind of the arc, you know, um, and then it's so much of it is outbreaking the 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 driver um is that part of what you learned there was how to sort of outbreak somebody or or you know make that move into the corner so they can't defend yeah no the catching someone off guard is a big thing when you're passing them uh being able to outbreak them into the corner and and kind of not let them over under you on the exit is is a big thing and being able to go in there and get the cart slowed down quick enough to to not get passed on the exit uh so yeah no there was a lot of it was more racecraft than than speed that I learned over there, but those things really are are what makes you a driver. And you could be fast, but if you can't race, then you're not going to be up at the front. So being able to learn those things was was just such an advantage to the other people here in the U.S. So when you came back um, and you put all those things into action, you obviously had some great success. Now, at what point does the thought come into your head that okay? Um, I'm a big boy now. I'm all of what, about 14, um, or maybe you've turned 15 by then. Um, you know, let's get into not just any car. Let's not go up, like go do a legends car. Go do, no, let's get into a Trans Am car and go race on bigger road courses. How does one get from A to B? So that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, I've been lucky to get the chance. Uh, my my karting team that I actually race with, they they just bought a Trans Am car, and they uh, they had the idea to put me in the car, and uh, that's what I did this past weekend at VIR. And I had one test day prior to it, uh, kind of in advance, uh, with Silverhair Racing and, and Michael Self, and uh, he he coached me up to to a quick enough speed where they thought I was going to be able to race. So. They uh, put me in trial by fire in uh, VIR last weekend, and I qualified pole by by a couple tenths. And in the race, I I had some bad luck, and an injector failed three laps in, so I uh, I fell back and, and wasn't able to finish. But still, a great experience. It's an amazing thing to you know. I, I was I was sitting there in the in the grandstand watching your the qualifying. And the announcers either I missed it or they didn't say at that moment that you were fifteen. They just they were just talking up the fact that you just run the the first sub minute 50 lap in the Trans Am car at and I'm thinking wow that guy must be fast and then it wasn't until the next day that when I was actually watching the race that uh they in the in the pre-race they talked about your age 
And I went, wow, you mean <laughs> that was a 15-year-old kid? And, um, you know, I said, I can't wait to see how this, this guy races. And then obviously had the mechanical yeah. failure. So now I want to know, how did your team now, because this is like people listening to this, think okay so there was a a a grown man a grown adult we presume it was a man who decides that you know all right we just bought a trans am car let's ask our 15 year old cart driver to jump in it like that seems preposterous to people who don't understand the sport and the fact that there are a lot of 15 year olds running all kinds of fast cars but tell us about how you were asked like take us back because i've got to think that somewhere in there you know, you're not going to say no. Um, how did that come about? Yeah, no, they wanted someone with, with enough experience to be able to to run at the front. And uh, Joey hand drove it in Nashville, so I had some big big shoes to fill. But we put a new motor in it for my race because uh, the other one was underperforming. And they, uh, they basically came to me and said, hey, we need someone to drive it this weekend. And uh, I was about the last option, apparently. So they, they put me in it, and I, uh, I overperformed, I guess you could say, and, and, and blew some people's expectations away. Well, it sounds it. Um, yeah. Uh, and I, I love how you add that because it's like, well, that sort of uh, – that just killed the whole story, that you were sort of the desperation. Oh, let's just put the kid in it. Yeah. Well, little did they know, right? Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, if they had known what you were going to do, you would have been the first choice. Um, but it, it definitely helped that you had that 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 test now when you when you went testing with michael's team did you actually did michael actually coach you himself or were there talk about that experience because we love michael self on this show and i've i just hate the fact that michael never got that big break to go to nascar because i know he's championship material and he's he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in the sport talk about your experience there with him yeah, Michael's a great guy, and uh, when we went to go test with them, they're like, man, I don't know what I what I think about putting a 15-year-old in the car, but uh, <laughs> we made it happen, and I went there, and I was uh, able to do to do pretty well. Uh, they they were even uh, blown away by, by how fast I was, and Michael was helping me. He was the actual actual one coaching me, so okay. uh, he was he was watching my video and doing my data with me after each session and, and telling me where I could improve and, and what I could do better. Uh, and after that day, we, uh, we thought it was time to, to do the race. And, and that's when Nitro came and, and, and put me in the car. That's amazing. Now, when, uh, here's another question for you to describe what, what looking at data and reviewing data, what's that like? Cause obviously those in our audience who use circle track racing, you don't do very much of that. So what's that process? Yeah, I was I was able to learn in go karts because that's a big thing in go karting uh, with the road course racing is is data and video. So after each session, you go back and you look at your data, which is to what the normal person would see is a bunch of squiggly lines. But you eventually, as you get older, you start to learn and uh, and see what they see what they mean, and they do have a lot of meaning, and you're able to learn a lot from them. And uh, being able to base yourself off of someone else someone else's data that's faster than you, and and see where they can carry more speed and where they break later and uh, stuff like that to uh, to be able to go faster and that's that's basically what michael did he we would get off every session and he'd pull up my video would watch my video and uh then we look at my uh, my data and he'd tell me what i was doing wrong and i'd go out there and fix it he and and again you know that's a that's something that we're not used to doing in oval track but it's important because it literally shows you where you're getting on the gas where you're getting off the gas where you're you know your break you're breaking getting off the brakes all of that so you can 
you can analyze almost every moment of a lap. So that's, that's, uh, that's a huge help. Um, so going out at VIR, obviously you didn't get, uh, you didn't have the chance to, um, to compete much in the race because of the mechanical. Um, what is your future with Trans Am? Where do you see yourself going with that? Uh, yeah, I want to race it next year and uh, professionally. Pro- well, yeah, hopefully. Okay. Um, and professionally, I I want to kind of do whatever I can in in the sport, uh, taking whatever I can can get and and going professional in either IMSA or NASCAR is uh, my two main my two main goals. Uh, that's what I've kind of grown up watching and what I've wanted to do. Uh, but yeah, no, those those two series are great, and if I if I can make a a, a professional career out of it one day, that's that's what I'd love to do. Okay, so. We finish up at VIR and we're going back to carts. No, we're going to Indy and race in the SCCA runoffs. Um, so what was it like to go out and race? I know it's on the road course, but of course for you, that would almost be probably more enjoyable, right? Cause that's what you do. Um, and the history is still there. You're still at the brickyard. What was it like to, to have that experience to go race in the SCCA runoffs and what basically is what what do they call Formula Ford? Is that what those cars are? What do they call those? Uh, I was driving Spec Miata. Oh, you were running a Spec yeah. Miata. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So you weren't the open wheel cars. Yeah, I was in the Mazda. Okay, so you were in the and you'd done some of that before. Yeah, no, that's what I've I've kind of been doing this year. I've been doing some some Mazda stuff with with Mazda and doing Spec Miata and, and Spec MX Five this year, and that's kind of what 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 allowed me to get enough experience. To race so, okay. So there was a transitional. Yeah. Okay. That a little makes bit. More sense a little now. bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, it wasn't like you got out of the yeah. car, went yeah. straight to the trans yeah, no, car. Okay. You had a little yeah. between step. So how did that go for you out there? Yeah, no, going from 500 horsepower in the Trans Am to, to just a little bit over 100 is, is obviously a big jump. So uh, going back <laughs> into that, it, it took me a sec- <laughs> it took me a session to, to kind of get used to it again. And uh, by the end of the weekend, we had qualified third after the three qualifying sessions and in the race. Out of how many? 90, 90, 90 plus cars. So I think there was, there was 91 wow. total cars. So uh, it's, it's a huge field and it's a, a photo the the start the start photo is just incredible seeing 70 of the same exact cars going out there and and racing so uh being able to finish third in that big field was was a great accomplishment uh being my first time in in spec miata or first time in the spec miata runoffs uh so doing that was good and uh preston partis he's actually a, a part-time xfinity driver actually won the race he's he's an amazing driver and and hasn't quite got the the chance to go with the big team in xfinity yeah. but he's He's done very well in, in his few races in that series. So uh, being able to, to run close enough with him is, is obviously a good thing for me, and uh, I had a ton of fun. Well, uh, we're going to talk more with uh, Connor as the show goes on, but uh, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we are going to hear from Caden Honeycutt, and we'll talk some oval track, talk about Cars Tour and what Caden's got going on the rest of the year. Back with more of the show in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? 
Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Do you hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. This is William Swalich, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. Speaking of drivers who won big races over the weekend, young William Sawalich picked up a big win as well. And hopefully we're going to try to get him on next week's show, either in studio or by phone. But uh, we'll work, work on him for the next lead lap. Uh, William has done a great job this season and uh, a driver definitely to keep your eye on. Okay, I do believe that we have Caden Honeycutt on the line with us. And um, always a good time to have Caden on the show Caden, welcome back, and congratulations on a huge victory, your second Cars Tour win of the year. Talk a little bit about uh, that one at Florence. Uh, first of all, I love that track, but uh, talk about the weekend overall and um, how you got to Victory Lane again. Hey, Tom, thank you very much. Uh, man, we rode for a good while. Uh, I know there were guys, after I watched the rewatched broadcast, there were people riding harder than we were. Um, so we were trying, our plan was to keep it up front, keep it up front. And, uh, what the heck is wrong with that? Sorry about that. Uh, just to keep it up front and make sure that we were going to be, uh, up front, uh, right up there at the end. We rode for 80 laps as far as possible. And when it was time to go grab the lead, that's when we were 
trying our best, trying to go forward and try to get the eight car. Uh, we ended up doing that. It took about 15, 10 laps. Um, it took a good while to get around them, but uh, we made it happen. Brought home another car steer win, and and uh, man, it was a it was going to be a, a a plot twist of a race if one of those guys rode back farther back than we did, so safe tires. But luckily, we held on. There were guys that held up uh, each other, and we were able to pull off victory again uh, here at Florence. Now you got your first win. Was it Motor Mile or Langley? Langley. Okay, I knew it was one of those Virginia tracks. You got your first win at Langley. Um, after, I mean, that kind of came after just. I mean, you'd get so close, so close, and then something would happen. So close, something would happen. It was so one of those. It it, it felt like it would never come, and you finally got the first win, and now you get your second one, and. Um, I mean, you've got to be excited about your chances. Uh, I mean, how's the championship chase looking now at this point? So we are currently one point behind Bobby. Yeah. Uh, we cut a 10-point gap to a one-point gap in one race going into Wake County this weekend. So we have closed that gap pretty significantly fast, faster than, uh, than well, uh, at the time that we should, uh, should be. Uh, that was our goal, was trying to get up and close the gap that race. Um we felt like this uh, Florence and Wake County were two tracks. I thought we could have really gained on Bobby. Uh, I know they're really dang good at South Boston, so it's just going to come down to this next race, I think, going into South Boston on how we're going to shape out. Um, just got to have another really good race and uh, finish in front of them, and uh, hopefully we'll be the points leader going into South Boston, but we got to focus on Wake County first. But uh, We have uh, closed that gap very quickly, uh, as we should, uh, going into this next race here at Wake. Have you uh, have you seen any video or done any homework on Wake County yet? Yes, sir. I, I sure have, and that is a tight quarter race and boring. It's going <laughs> to yes. be a uh, it's going to be a hectic race, especially racing for ten grand. So um, <laughs> we don't know any of the local guys are going to show up or not, but we'll know if we'll have over more than twenty cars for sure. So it's just going to be a hard pack race. Qualifying is going to be very important. Uh, so make sure that you're not there in the back uh, messing around, getting your stuff torn up. So uh, just got to qualify again, be up front, and you know keep all the fenders on it, and make sure you are up there in the points battle too. So you got to keep that in mind as well. There is ten grand on the line to win. I think some of the locals are coming, and I was going to ask you if you'd say because I was going to say uh, if you've ever eaten cereal for breakfast in the morning, the bowl that you ate the uh, Cheerios out of is probably bigger than Wake County. Um, so it is a really tight race race track to to run a late model on, and um, I imagine that there's going to be plenty of uh, action shall we say, this weekend. So, yeah, you're right. Qualifying and track position is going to be key because you certainly don't want to have to charge from the back to the front at a track like Wake County. Yeah, and certainly not. And then, uh, I think we finally found our footing at, at Florence uh, for qualifying. Uh, ended up qualifying for Florence. And we've had some tough qualifying efforts these last car series races. We qualified fifth at Martinsville, which was like, oh, thank you. I think we found our, uh, our qualifying trim stuff back and you know, and – we started at Tri County and some other tracks uh, before, but uh, yeah, definitely going to need to be good at Wake for qualifying for sure. So it's going to be it's going to be a heck of a race and uh, one survival for race, as a lot of people are saying. So it's going to 
shake out a lot of things. So uh, this show now airing on WSIC each Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. So we have uh, a new audience for this show now to go with uh, the one that's kind of been with us for a while since we started it. So for those who aren't familiar with you, Caden Honeycutt, uh, you're from Texas. Talk a little bit. Just give us about a minute or a minute and a half of your career and how you got to where you are now running cars. So uh, my dad raced himself um, when I, he when he was my age, and we when I came into play uh, about five years old, I, we purchased our first car, which was a Bandolero. Uh, I started racing at eight years old. I went all the way till twelve. I ran into uh, Legends cars now. Uh, back when in twenty fourteen fifteen, and I raced those until I was fifteen years old. Uh, had really good success. I think we had over thirty or forty ones on a Legends car. Uh, we went on to ARCA, uh, ran uh, four or five races in ARCA, uh, had really good showings in ARCA, actually, at, at my age and what we were uh, working with, but um, ran ARCA for a little bit, went into Supers, ran Supers uh, three or four times a year, and I ran a lot of dirt car stuff, as I do now, dirt late model and yep. sport modified stuff. Um, I ran <clears throat> I run that as much as possible when I'm not asphalt racing now this year, Uh and then we finished uh, fifth at the Snowball Derby with my first race with Donnie Wilson. Uh, ran more super races with him, had really good success, and now we're uh, finishing up the season with Justin Johnson Racing in the Late Ball Stock Car Tour uh, in the, for the Car Tour Series. And uh, we've had really good success so far, two wins, and uh, hopefully we'll back up some more wins here in the next two races and try to win a championship as well. That's what we signed up to do here. Uh, struggled a little bit to start the year, but we found our footing. Uh, right at the right time to make a charge at it and uh we're we're on the right track just got to stay focused and stay on it so you've got a couple of races left in the cars tour that's about uh about it for that series uh what else do you plan on doing this year racing wise i know that you've been uh to the snowball derby a couple times down at uh, five flags uh in florida is that on the docket again back with donnie wilson or a different team or what are your plans for the rest of the year once the cars tour is over well uh we do plan to run uh the snowball derby here again this year uh unfortunately it's not going to be with donnie uh he had uh too many drivers to be filled up he just didn't have space for me unfortunately but you know it's it's kind of the way it goes sometimes but we do have a new team we're going to run with uh we're going to announce it in the next couple weeks good uh, after cars tour is over um just that we'll be able to let me stay focused on winning a championship first and see if we can accomplish that before moving on. Uh, but we do plan to run the Snowball Derby in 2021, and that will be my last asphalt race of the year. And then, uh, uh, As soon as we're done with South Boston, I go back home and start racing dirt all over again until the season's over for that, and then move on to next year. And uh, Hopefully we'll have a plan, our plans and set within the next month uh, going into 2022. I wondered if you were going to do any more dirt track racing because, uh, I mean, you've kind of put that away for a little while here to focus on finishing out the Cars Tour season and chasing the championship. Um, so now you get to go back and play in the dirt a little bit uh, for a month or two while there's still races left before the winter sets in. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have plenty of races to go for. Um, not sure how many uh, shows are going to be, be able to hit, but we're going to try to hit a couple of them. Uh, before December, before uh, January starts of next year, but yeah. we should be able to hit four or five races uh, uh, before the season's over. 
Okay, so I know that you can't do all this by yourself. You've had a lot of people that have contributed to your uh, success this year and for the last few years, really. Um, so talk about uh, who helps you make it happen. Uh, certainly my mom and dad, first and foremost, my whole family. I appreciate everything that they do for me. Uh, nothing I could do without them. Also, thank you to Rod Wortham at Race Face Brand Development. He's done such an amazing job for me, and I appreciate him. Uh, uh, he wouldn't know how much I thank him for what he does for me. Uh, also, the Friends of Jacqueline Foundation, uh, Perrier Tank Lines uh, for the late mile stock team, GSX Raps, uh, Greg Harper from Montana. I appreciate his support a lot. On Tire Tailgate System, Steve Tidmore. Um, uh, also, all my crew, Jason Stanley, Marcus Richmond, RNS Race Cars. Justin Johnson Racing uh, himself, I appreciate everything that they've done for me. Uh, just just can't do it without everybody and my and all the support I've been given. Um, it's really just it's it's just an emotional state of just uh, thanking them so much for taking a chance on me, and hopefully we'll be able to do it again next year. Uh, just everything, everybody that pitched in my career, I, I thank them so much, and uh, hopefully I didn't miss anybody, but. Hopefully we'll go back in Nate White County and try to take a championship league going to South Boston and uh, try to wrap up the year going strong with us two races here. And where can fans follow you? Your uh, Caden with a K, by the way, and Honeycutt with two T's. Where can fans follow you online? They can follow me on Facebook at Caden Honeycutt Racing. Uh, also, uh, my Instagram is Caden Honeycutt 10. Uh, my Twitter is also Caden Honeycutt 10. Uh, I have uh, three social. I'm trying to create some other ones, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not very good at the TikTok stuff and all that time stuff. But uh, yeah, and also my website is CadenHuntingRacing.com. I have all merchandise, uh, my bio, everything that we are trying to accomplish this year and next year. And uh, y'all stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll uh, we'll have some uh, news within the next couple months. Uh, hopefully, in the next couple weeks. Very good. Well, uh, Caden, we always appreciate the chance to talk to you and wish you all the best in the, the shows upcoming at Wake County and South Boston. Hope you can uh, get in there and close it out, win a championship with the Cars Tour. That is Caden Honeycutt, and we're going to step aside one more time back to finish it up right after this. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. 
a loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Leland Honeyman, and you're listening to Lead Lap Radio. So Leland Honeyman was supposed to go racing with the uh, Carolina Pro Late Model Series. But as we mentioned in the first segment, the Carolina Pro Late Model Series had to postpone their Hickory Motor Speedway show to November 6th because of the tire shortage. It has been a crazy year in motorsports with shortages of tires, parts. I mean, anything you can think of, it's really kind of crazy how... Uh, out of whack it's all gotten the supply chain uh issues have really crept into the sport at all levels especially the short tracks i think have been hurt uh quite a bit by that so um that show postponed to november 6th but uh leland another uh up-and-coming young racer from the mooresville area much like the young man that we've had in studio all night tonight um and Connor Zilich, uh, it's been fun to have you on the show. I want to take you down a bit of a different path. So um, let's talk about Connor off the track for a little bit. Uh, you're homeschooled, you told me. Yeah, no, I've been homeschooled the last three or so years with on-track school. Uh, it's meant for kids that race, so it, it fit perfectly for oh, me. Oh, really? It allows me to have a flexible schedule, and uh, I'm able to, to work on the go. So it's uh, it's been good for me, and I've been able to, to keep my grades up to all A's. So I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, you told me before the show that you've never had anything but straight A's in your entire school career. Is that true? It is It is true. That's amazing. I, I literally don't know anybody else I've ever met who could say that. That's uh, I think you're the first one. That's amazing. So this on-track school, you say it's made for kids who race, which kind of the on-track would. But I'm not familiar with this. What, what else can you tell us about that? Because there may be some other racers listening who might want to think about that 
Yeah, no, it's it's like I said, it's made for kids that race, and uh, all the teachers are are always open to call, and all the all the the sessions are recorded, so you can you can go back and watch them and and uh, rewatch what you what you uh, have to learn and all the lessons that that you have. So uh, it uh, it just works well for for anyone that races and never really in one spot. So. Uh, you're able to do it on a computer uh, around the country and or sometimes even around the world like I was last year uh, spending three months in, in Europe. I, I wasn't going to be able to do school in, in America, so I uh, I had to make the switch. And uh, it's uh, it's just been really helpful for me to be able to, to go around the country and, and focus on school as well when, when I'm not home. How do people, where's the website or whatever, how do people find that? Do you know? Uh, yeah, on track school, uh, on track I'm pretty oh, sure. Uh, they, uh, they, they're open to, to allow people to join even mid year. Uh, I've had some friends join throughout the year when they've, they've realized that they're not going to make it through the school year without, uh, without having some, uh, some, some trouble in, in public and private schools, because it's just, it's so hard being a racer and, and, uh, f- handling school at the same time. Yeah, well, it is because of the travel, especially you, like you said, you going to Europe to race. Um, now, how were you able to? How were you able to do that in Europe? Because I assume that it, there's a live aspect to it, right? Like a school day, it's not just all recorded. So, how did you? What was the time difference? Like that must have been crazy trying to figure out what time you're supposed to be in class with all these other time zones you were in. It is, and it, there is no really live live classes. I mean, you can join the live the live classes, but everything is recorded, so you can always go back and watch it. And in the the teachers are 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 allowing you to to miss the live stuff to to just rewatch the recorded oh, thing. Wow. So you really have a lot of flexibility with it, and uh, you can basically do it in the middle of the night. You can do it in the middle of the day. You can do school whenever you want. So it just makes it a lot easier. But you still have to do it to get the grades, kids. You can't, like, avoid it. You got to do it. Yeah, uh, no, you still, still have to do your schoolwork. <laughs> still have to do the work. Um, what do you like to do when you're not racing and, and not uh, doing schoolwork at all hours? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I enjoy hanging out with my friends. Uh, we go to the, the dirt track all the time. And, uh, what, hang, at Millbridge? Yeah, we go to Millbridge and, and oh. watch the, the 600s and, and stuff like that and hang out with my friends at the track and, and go there and have some fun when we have time to do it. And, and during the summer, I like to, to go on the water and, and surf and, and do stuff with my, my family and friends out there. And I really enjoyed uh, surfing, and I've, I've kind of gotten good at it the last, the last year and a half. So that's one of my, my favorite things to do when I'm not racing. Well, certainly available here for sure. Lake Norman is pretty amazing. So um, do you have a, a driver that you uh, kind of look up to in some form of the sport or maybe a couple that you try to pattern yourself after? Yeah, no, I I, uh, I really enjoyed watching people such as uh, Jimmy Johnson or uh, Kevin Harvick or a bunch of people like that that have uh, made it in, in NASCAR and some some uh, IMSA drivers, uh, Jan Magnussen and uh, F1 drivers like uh, Vettel or, or Hamilton, people like that that have made it. I, I just enjoy their, their work ethic and what they've done to make it. Yeah, it's uh, and it's good that you have a variety of drivers too, because a lot of different personalities there, and obviously different types of racing. Um, now you say you go to Millbridge all the time. Do you, would you ever have any ambition to hop in one of those outlaw carts? Because they're a little different from what the go karts were that you raced. Uh, I've tended to stay away from from uh, dirt racing. Uh, I've I've flipped enough in go karts, so uh, 
I don't think flipping anymore in a dirt car would be would be much better for me. But no, I, I've always enjoyed going out and watching. I've actually driven driven a 600 uh, CC once and, and tested it at, at Millbridge. Oh, and, a micro sprint. Yeah, no, I did. And what was that like? It, it was a ton of fun. No, it's it's a lot different from what I'm used to. Uh, having to, to go into the corner sideways is not something you like to do in road racing. So no. <laughs> doing that is, is a little different than what I'm used to. But no, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. It was a ton of fun. Now, whose car was it you tested? Uh, I tested with uh, Factor One, and uh, the guy's name is Brad. He he allowed me to come out okay. and, and drive it one day, and uh, I went there to his shop and, and fitted in it and then went out uh, probably a week later and, and drove it. And you just no ambition to go actually put it in a race? <laughs> no, I'd, if I had time to do it, I'd be willing to do it. It was a ton of fun, but I just don't have the time to, to put it together and do it, so... Uh, I've never really had the chance. Now, um, so I'm curious. I want to kind of do a little rapid fire with you. So uh, as we recorded this, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were all down for like hours today. Um, so here's the question. First, first answer that comes to your mind. You get three apps and only three apps. You can only keep three apps on your phone. Which three are you keeping? Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. All good answers. Okay, that would figure. Um, pineapple on pizza or no pineapple on pizza? Uh, depends on the mood, really. I'd say 75% with pineapple and 25% without pineapple. <laughs> okay, I'll eat the 25%. There you go. Um, favorite sport besides racing? Do you have one? Yeah, football, preferably college. I don't really enjoy watching NFL, but uh, college football is a, a ton of fun Interesting. to watch. Don't enjoy the NFL. Okay, favorite college football team? Uh, Florida Gators. Wow. Okay, you just made like three quarters of our audience really mad at you because we're in, we're in North Carolina. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, a, I'm a Wildcats fan, and you guys got beat. Yeah, so. no, that was not a good game. I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I just made them all mad at me too. But uh, we'll we'll move quickly on from there. I know you have a lot of people that help you make your racing happen. You got about forty seconds. Go. Uh, no, I, first of all, I want to thank my family, my mom and dad. I wouldn't be anywhere without them. So, uh, their support is, is really meaningful to me and everyone who supports me. Uh, and then in, in karting, Gary Willis, he's one of my main, I've been with him. I, well, I can't say I, I'm still with him, but he helped me for eight years and made me the driver I am today. So he's really done a lot for me. And, uh, now Nitro Kart, uh, Nitro Motorsports, the, the Trans Am team I, I drove with, they, uh, they've been helping me this year and have been a, a big help to me and everything that I've done this year. And uh, no, everyone that has that has helped me the last the last ten years of my racing career. It's just it's been an amazing journey, and uh, everyone who's helped me is just it means a lot to me, and I, I can't thank them enough. Well, see, we ran out of time to uh, get where people follow you, so we're going to have to have you back. We'll be, we'll have him back in another show. Thanks for listening, everyone. So long. You've been listening to the Lead Lap Show, home to Southeast Motorsports coverage on the radio. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Lead Lap Show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And visit leadlapshow.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of the Lead Lap Show. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of the Lead Lap Show. Thank you for listening.